Question 0015. How do we assume anti-fragility? So this is a very important question during this time of pandemic. How do we fight against the unfightable, the perceived unfightable? I have another juicy poem to share with you all today. Throw it up right over there. How do we assume anti-fragility when life hits hard, some shatter, some stay rigid, we hit back harder. So breathe, wait, and witness your shields to vulnerability. Seek discomfort during dilemma, then turn towards the the torrent and say, make my day. So that is the poem for this week. I hope you had a good time and please subscribe, like, enjoy, comment, dislike, whatever you want. Okay, Kidding. We're always going to go into it now, but <laughs> obviously you want to do that. Uh, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> so, this whole topic of how to assume your fragility comes from Robert Kiyosaki's talk during the London Real uh, <clears throat> YouTube interview experience, which I'm going to do a little side divert should announce that I'm currently part of the hashtag London Real Army, which <clears throat> is currently, I guess, doing battle with the media powers that be to be able to retain its right to free speech, which I am very much in favor of. We don't have to go into the whole long uh, reasoning as to why, but... I guess to summarize, he had someone on that was, I guess, casting a new light upon the, I guess, testing of 5G and I guess whether or not certain, I mean, and also the testing of the coronavirus in terms of if there was a link between the two and the English Parliament, I guess, I don't know if the Parliament, but this group called Ofcom, which is, I guess, a section of the government regulated that all newspapers and uh, media publications can't discuss the link, which is odd, because that's literally the only thing that they say you can't do. And he did it anyways, because he's on YouTube, and he figured, hey, I'm not part of this. And he felt the brunt of the fact that I guess his message was powerful enough that they had to make an exception for him. How lucky. (laughs) Because that speech, even though I obviously don't agree with everything that his guest David Icke had, I really resonated with the ending of his uh, 
interview where he basically discussed how we are all cosmic energy and we all need to sort of learn to come together and be our true selves, be our true nature, recognize that you're not just, you know, Jim the cashier, Larry the cable guy, whatever profession you want to put on your identity. Like you are so much more than your profession, your relationship, whatever small thing that you have that you're using as your identity, you, you are so much more. Which is why I often always pose the question, who are you? If you answer with an answer, ask the question again. Because, I mean, you know, we can go back to the, the second episode of the Scheming Mind Palace podcast to go into further details of that, but needless to say, I very much agree with that sentiment, and I feel like that is also one of the reasons why it was taken off, because this person he was interviewing wasn't just, you know, your normal crazy conspirator. He actually seemed like a general, general loving person that wanted the best for humanity. <clears throat> and can't have none of that if you happen to also have a financial investment and conflict of interest in the implementation of 5G across the UK, which Ofcom does, so... Uh, <laughs> There seems to be a little bit of corruption going on there. Not like it's so out of the blue, considering the world we live in now where our freedoms of speech are constantly being picked away at. So I'm going to throw my support to Brian Rose for the amazing interviews that he's had on for the past 11 years. I've only witnessed it for the past 10, but going back into the archive to a lot of his great people, like Mentak Chia, Robert Kiyosaki, which obviously this poem is based upon, and many, many others. I have to thank him, and will definitely throw as much support as this little podcast and YouTube channel can towards the goal of freedom of speech. <clears throat> so, back on point to this poem. How do we assume anti-fragility. When life hits hard, some shatter, some stay rigid, we hit back harder. So this very much delves into, I guess, the three categories of people that tend to uh, exist when it comes to, I guess, a great problem being encountered in your life, whether it's this pandemic or the loss of a loved one, whether it's them passing away or them breaking up with you, you're going to encounter many of these experiences and who you are during these periods I feel like is very formative to, or very informative in terms of who you are as a general person, in terms of how you even allow minor problems to impact you. So the ones that shatter are definitely quite reactive. They see the world as impossible to control and why even bother to an extent. Might as well just let it come and knock me down and we'll just hopefully someone will come to the rescue. Then there are those that stay rigid, those that accept 
that there isn't much that is going to fight against this, I guess, whatever sort of event occurs in your life. And they stay true to their beliefs. And, you know, there is certain power to staying true to yourself. But the final area, those that are anti-fragile, still have those positive aspects of the rigid individual, but recognize that the world around us is a constantly shifting place. Our selves, our personalities, our physiologies, the cells within our bodies change year to year, month to month, week to week, day to day, hour to hour, second to second. So why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't our philosophies be able to adapt should they no longer be sufficient to cope with what we're currently undergoing? Like you don't have to constantly throw out your, you know, your personalities, your, your goals, your dreams at the drop of a hat. But if it no longer serves you, then you should at least ask yourself the question if it's deserving to hold on to, or at least uh, maybe it just needs a little bit of a tweaking. And as such, there ain't no tweak better than hitting back harder, <laughs> in my opinion. Just being like, you know, you think that got me? Like, no, bam, I got this. Like, no one's business. Like, there's a, there was a moment that really stuck out to me when I was listening to Jordan Peterson. Now, again, he is, I'll say it again, a divisive person to many individuals that are listening. And it very much depends on who you are when you listen to him. But when I listened to him, I was in a point in my life that I was very, I guess, kind of intimidated by my father, kind of, I guess, stressed out by working around him and everything. And I was very moved when Jordan Peterson said that you should live your life as though you would be the strongest person at your father's funeral. Obviously directing it towards young men mainly. And that really, really impacted me. That, that really struck a nerve in the right way where I came to see myself, my potential as in that moment because, strangely enough, my father was that person when my grandfather passed away, and I remember that. Seeing my grandmother weeping on his casket and my dad, you know, he, he had problems. He definitely didn't take it completely well because there are obviously a lot of areas in his own life that he wished he could have resolved before his father passed away, but now they no longer had the opportunity. But still, at that funeral, he was... I was very proud of him. I was very inspired by him. And I would hope to be able to do the same for my children when eventually my father does pass away. 
And so let's, uh, let's move on. So breathe, wait, and witness your shield. I'll notice breathing constantly comes up, and I'll definitely write a poem about it individually, but the reason why I keep mentioning breathing and breathwork is it's simplicity, and yet it's power. The fact that unlike drinking, eating, any other active thing you can do, you can literally breathe anywhere, you know, unless you're literally underwater and holding your breath. <laughs> you can just <sighs> take a breath, wait, witness. What is your problem? How can you combat it most effectively? Don't just see the thing happening and, because uh, that's shattering. When you don't think about a resolution with strength and direction, you're going to collapse. What you're trying to resolve will likely end in failure, or at least not the amount of success that you could have achieved had you just, you know, like, okay, let's take this one step at a time. What can I do? So, yeah. And witnessing your shield is, you know, again, like I said, you know, like that, the thing that you can use to defect, deflect against the difficulties is something that you are most easily able to witness through breathing and pausing. Like, how can you protect your vulnerability and use it to your benefit? So now, onto the last stanza. So seek discomfort during dilemma, then turn towards the torrent and say, make my day. So yes, the best way to learn to become anti-fragile is to seek discomfort. Because even though I did initially say that there are in like three categories of people, those that shatter, stay rigid, and hit back. You don't have to stay in that area. And again, no one is perfect in all areas. There are always going to be some factors where you are very rigid, some that, you know, you might shatter, and others that, you know, you are able to deflect against. And your ability to deflect against the most things in your life very much stems from how much do you seek discomfort? How much do you seek the ability to combat those things and train your mind and body to fight when the true battle begins? Because in many instances, you're not going to know that this fight is coming months in advance. Many times it's going to just hit you and you have to react now. Go. So the best thing you can do is prepare when you don't have those experiences through, like I said last time, like the cold showers, breath work, fasting, all those simple things like that. And yeah, when life 
the torrent, as I say in this thing, when the torrent comes and hits you, it is important, at least in my opinion, at least when it comes to even taking a cold shower like I did right before this, which always sort of amps me up right before I listen <laughs> or record. Uh, you just say, like, give it to me. Give me the cold. I'm like, I want it. I want to feel whole. I want to feel that warm friend that builds me up, that makes me laugh, that makes me feel spark of energy like nothing else and have it make my day <laughs> but yeah when it, when it comes to the torrent feels though there there's always there's always something that I think of like when I'm standing on the shore of Let's say the beaches of Florida, when I go visit my grandmother. My favorite spot to lie is right on the cusp, right where the waves come in and out. Not just on the beach, not just in the water, but in that moment. And I'd like to just stand perpendicular to it. Let it come, let it slice through me. Let me feel the ebbs and flows. And I can't quite explain why specifically I feel so enamored by that experience, but it definitely comes from the necessity to confront life, you know. You don't have to, when it comes to like a big wave crashing against you, you don't have to stand in front of it like a man and eventually get knocked over because that is your more, I guess, more vulnerable side. I mean, you don't have to stand behind it because then you're sort of deluding yourself into believing that there isn't going to be a wave to hit. And when one does, you're not going to be ready. No, I like to stand sideways. Let the waves come, hit me, and slice right by. Like, let me just Feel the crash, but overcome it. Learn how best to shield it. And as such, that's how I assume anti-fragility. Because it isn't a comfortable spot. You know, obviously the beach is nice and warm and cozy. The water, you know, it's a little chilly at first, but, you know, once you get your whole body submerged, you're moving around, it gets warmer. Staying on that cusp, you, know, you feel the cold come in and then rush out and then the warmth returns from the sun and then the cold comes back. So you're constantly having to readapt and reform. And that is something that I feel as though is quite important in terms of assuming the anti-fragility to be able to understand that you know, your life is not always going to be stressful but certainly not always going to be pleasurable. It's not always going to be happy. So it's best to be able to tackle both moments. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, 
episode, this question 0015, the Seeming Mind Palace podcast. I'm your host, True Party King. Like, dislike, leave a comment, whatever the heck you want to do. Again, I'm trying to achieve anti-fragility, so be as blunt as you want. I have a close friend that <laughs> I, I bounced off this one poetic drawing graph thing. It's like, hey, I don't like it. And he's like, I really don't like it. <laughs> like, here, here, this wrong, this wrong. It's kind of like muddy. It's kind of like, eh, this is not good. That's not good. I'm like, oh, that kind of hurt. Not going to lie. But thank you, because I totally agree. And if I want my work to be the best, I need as much constructive criticism as I can. So please give me all that you can. Love it. It only makes this whole thing better, this movement better. Because just like, just like, Brian Rose said how he's always trying to make people basically come to their own conclusions when they listen to his podcast or his interviews. I want you to not necessarily take everything I say word for word, like you have to do this, you have to do this, but maybe, you know, allow some of it to percolate your perception you know, allow it to curate your crazy in a way, because in this time of corn scheming, you know, you're not in the public eye as much. You ever felt like, you know, if you're, if you're balding a little bit in the top, it's just time to just shave all your hair off. Why not? You know, learn to make some bread. Do, I don't know, do whatever. Do what I'm doing. Make some internet content. You know, read us on your website. Do whatever. Just do do, do, do your crazy thing and learn how best to overcome these things because even making something and showing it to the world is an experience of anti-fragility because, you know, you're, you're not just doing a little doodle and not showing it to anyone because you feel ashamed. That's like feeling too ashamed to not send it out into the world is an example of, uh, I guess, the one that shatters. Because you are so used to shattering that you're, you would rather not put it out in the world for the possibility of it being something that people love because you're afraid some people might not like it and might judge you for it. When in, when in reality, it probably is bad. Like, honestly, if it's your first thing, Probably going to be bad. 90% of things on the internet or in existence that are created are bad. But if you want to make something good, you got to just, you know, like, make it. and Make it happen. Like, I have to hope that I've done 15 of these episodes, at least one and a half of them are halfway decent. <laughs> or if they're halfway decent, then I guess three are halfway decent because we have, you know, one and a half, you know, for dividing 90% of the 15 episodes I've done. <laughs> so, yeah. Luckily, I've had three halfway decent episodes at this point, and 
Eventually I'll get it to Joe Rogan's like 1,430 something, <laughs> which obviously is also, if I'm going to admit something, it's the reason why I don't just have like episode 15. It's not zero, zero, 15 because I'm committed to doing at least a thousand episodes. That's how much I wish to improve myself in this regard. That by the end, I'm going to have a minimum a thousand under my belt four digits and counting. Because by then I'm definitely not going to be just sitting on those, those uh, four digits. I'm going to want to go up, 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 up. So I hope you'll join me on the ride. It'll certainly be a fun experience. Anyways, thank you. I love you guys all. This is the True Party King signing off and... Arrivederci, ciao. I love you guys so much and no more stay.